Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth. Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. It is uh, Sunday, 30 July, 2017. It's uh, time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And let's see here. I want to highlight somebody as I do each week, and he said to just give him a mention. And um, his name is Stuart Hatch, and he's in Blythe, England. He spelled out Blythe for me, and I kind of blew it because I didn't write down the correct pronunciation. So I hope Blythe is correct. He did write it, and then he also said that his name is Stuart over here, but I love the way Americans pronounce it, Stuart Hatch. And I, I, I told him that I would do just a mention, but of course, I can't do just that. So I'm going to tell some of the things that he said about himself in other emails. He uh, seems like a really wonderful guy. He's on the beautiful North Sea coast of Northumberland. Head due west, and the next landfall is Denmark. It's a town of about 35,000 and 15 or so miles north of the major port city of Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Once again, I don't know if I pronounce it. New, Newcastle? Newcastle? I don't know how they pronounce things over there, but... Anyway, um, I'm in fellowship at Blythe Community Church, a small church of about the same size as the Superior Word, which means it's a really small church. And um, it's independent, conservative, Bible-believing, and evangelical. Sounds like the Superior Word. The website is, and he uh, I'm going to give it because he didn't tell me not to, and I'd like people to check him out, is bcconline.org.uk backslash N-O-D-E, or Node. So bccconline.org UK Node. And you can check out his church there. And he said in another email, I watched the update on the YouTube each Sunday along with J.D. Farrag and John Holler. And um, the, uh, what is that, the Three Musketeers, I guess. Um, and traveled on the uh, continent and always attend a church service on Sunday, wherever he goes. Good man. It never ceases to amaze me that wherever I go, the Lord's people, my brothers and sisters in Jesus, are meeting together Sunday by Sunday. I don't understand much of what goes on by the presence of the Spirit but it is palpable, and I feel welcomed and am at home, even in another church. So where you go, as long as it's not a crazy apostate church, go and fellowship with people. Now I get greeted, he says, from Florida. Wow, God bless you, Stuart. So it's real uh, honor to highlight him and uh, or mention him. I didn't highlight him. Anyway, um, and uh, we send our love all the way over there to Blythe, England. And uh, let's see here from our first category today, which is Israel. Uh, it's Tower from the Tower. Israeli security chief says Iranian land corridor bases in Syria are the biggest threats to Israel. Something we kind of alluded to last week with the uh, Belt Road that is China and the Maritime Road. Well, Iran is the one that's got his fingers in all of those pies, okay? And he's right. Iran is the problem. Uh, Iran's efforts to build a direct corridor from Baghdad to the Mediterranean Sea and further entrench itself militarily in Syria are two of Israel's most pressing concerns. Israel's former national security advisor said the corridor referred to as the Shiite Crescent would place Israel's borders in direct connection to Iran a long line but still very easy to move forces, capabilities, and everything that the Iranians will want to build around Israel. Iran's ability to project its power along this route would change the whole geostrategic situation in this area. 
The establishment of permanent Iranian bases in Syria would pose a more immediate and direct threat to Israel, placing it at risk of simultaneous confrontation with Lebanon and Syria, both of them Iran is heavily involved in. Israel might face two battlegrounds, one in Lebanon and one in Syria, in which the Iranians and Hezbollah will have their infrastructure that can be used against Israel in parallel, and of course, it definitely will be connected to the corridor. That makes the situation even much more complicated for Israel. If you study World War II, you know that the the famous maneuver that um, Hitler used to use was called the, anybody? Pincer. That's right. He'd go around and he'd, he'd, that's what they're trying to do to Israel. They're trying to come in and pinch them off and just push them out into the sea. So that's the, the Shiite crescent, which is even something that was named, I believe, by the king of Jordan. He understands the Shiites are big, bad problem over there. All right, from the Times of Israel, Operation Good Neighbor. This is not really prophecy related, but it is because it shows the heart of Israel. Just, you know, America, the more we do for other countries, what is the result? The less they like like us. That notwithstanding, you are to do good. All right. And so here's what uh, Operation Good Neighbor is doing. Israel reveals its massive humanitarian aid to Syria. We've talked about it. The scope of it was completely unknown until a week ago. The Israeli military unveiled the scope of its humanitarian assistance in Syria that has dramatically mushroomed over the last year to include treating chronically ill children who have no access to hospitals, building clinics in Syria, and supplying hundreds of tons of food, medicines, and clothes to the war-ravaged villages around the border. Israel initially responded by providing medical treatment to Syrians wounded in the war, treating more than 3,000 people in field hospitals on the border and in public hospitals, mostly in northern Israel since 2013. But the army revealed that since June 2016... It has quietly been working on Operation Good Neighbor, a massive multifaceted humanitarian relief operation to keep starvation away from the thousands of Syrians who live along the border and provide basic medical treatment to those who cannot access it in Syria because of the war. Now, the rest of the world is saying how nothing is being done and we need to import these people into the country and they're not doing anything but harming them more. Israel's actually doing something of value over there. In the years since the operation was launched, over 600 Syrian children, accompanied by their mothers, have come to Israel for treatment. Hundreds of tons of food, medicine, medical equipment, and clothing have been sent across the border to Syria, clearly bearing Hebrew labels from Israeli companies. The IDF is also currently facilitating the construction of two clinics within Syria. This includes logistical coordination and sending over the building materials and medical equipment. These clinics are meant to support 80,000 Syrians living in the area near the Syrian city of Kunetra, just across the border. Inside Israel, another clinic is also being constructed, this one being built with an army outpost that currently carries the bland name Outpost 116. It will be guarded by the IDF but staffed entirely by NGO officials. It will be operated only during the day and is therefore meant to be used to treat Syrians suffering from less severe injuries. Good job, Israel. Praise the Lord that people are willing to step forward in that. When they're hated, hated by these people, they're still willing to do this. From the Times of Israel, Netanyahu, evangelical Christians are Israel's best friends. 
Prime Minister Netanyahu told a Christian evangelical audience that they were Israel's best friends in the world. When I say we have no greater friends than Christian supporters of Israel, I know you've always stood with us. You stand with us because you stand with yourselves because we represent that common heritage of freedom that goes back thousands of years. Israel has no better friend in America than you. Thank you, uh, Netanyahu. We love you, too. Christian news today, I'm going to call this snapshot. I'm going to give you 4,322 titles just showing what's been going on for the past month and a half. Um, These are articles that I always see, and they're very interesting, but I haven't included them in the uh, Prophecy Update because other things have come up. But I don't want you to miss what's going on in the world. Before I actually get into that, though, two things I want to say. The first is that today is our Leviticus 12 sermon. It's called Purification After Childbirth. It's only nine verses long. Everybody reads those verses, and they wonder, why are those verses in there? Are women being discriminated against? Why is, you know, a female child uh, twice as long in purification? I'm telling you that you will learn something that you will not believe. It is showing us a picture of something, a doctrine in the Bible. And you will understand completely and clearly. So please watch that sermon if you have any questions about why those verses are in there. It's a very interesting study. And then one more thing. I got so many compliments from what I wore to the Bible class on Thursday that I decided to hold this up and show people on the Prophecy Update. It's a shirt that was designed by a friend of mine. She's a Philippine girl about this tall, cute as a button, very wonderful soul. Uh, She lives out in California. I've never met her personally, but she designed what is called the Grace Cross, and she's got it on shirts. She's got it on other things, and I will include her website for you to go to if you want to buy one, but it is really beautiful. What it is is it's a cross, and it's spelled grace this way, and then at the bottom it says Ephesians 2, 8, and so it's a great gift if you want to give to somebody. She didn't ask me to do this. I'm plugging for her because she's a nice person, and she did a beautiful thing. I've got a lot of compliments out of this shirt. So the Grace Cross, you can go to, uh, it's uh, www.mcharlie.com. M, the cat, just letter M, Charlie, okay? www.mcharlie.com, and you can get a Grace Cross shirt and send it to somebody that doesn't believe and let them know that there is grace in the cross. Okay, um, let's see here. Oh, before, one more thing I want to read you is uh, what's going on in the Philippines with your donations that you have given people online, people in the church. It's very short. Hi, Charlie, just to let you know that the first consignment of Bibles has arrived and we will be distributing them this week. He got a picture of, I believe it's one of his children, but a a, a child on top of, it's a pallet full of Bibles, and they're going to be handed out. So praise the Lord for that. And then he went on to say, sadly, the Marines' death toll is now past 100, with over 450 terrorists killed and 54 civilians. What a waste of life, he said. So we send him our love to the Philippines because he's doing wonderful things with the money you all sent. Thank you. All right, from the Independent, Sweden gives Bible tests to Christian asylum seekers. Now, on the surface, that sounds really good because a Muslim will say, I'm a Christian so they can stay in Sweden, right? That's not the intent of this. The intent of this is to make it difficult on Christians to come into Sweden. The tests are so complicated that most Christians, you sitting in this church, may not know some of the questions that they're asking. What's the difference between Catholicism and Reformed the You know, all this kind of stuff that really doesn't bear on your faith in Christ. So they're trying to make it difficult on Christians with that. Just want to let you know that from CBN. Why Indian Christians, people in India, can't mention heaven, hell, or Jesus. They're not allowed to do that over there, okay? From Christian headlines, Christianity growing in North Korea. Good job, despite persecution, says a defector. They 
very, very heavily persecute Christians. When you persecute, you increase the number. You don't decrease them. We've seen that throughout church history. Good job, faithful Christians in North Korea. From Breitbart, report Christian communities decimated by 50 to 80 percent in Syria, Iraq since 2011. Completely devastated the Christian communities by intent. Certainly, our previous president allowed that to happen. Um, Fox News atheists demand town remove church welcome signs. You know, at the beginning of the town, a church says welcome. This is a Bethel Baptist church, or this is a superior word. They're, they don't want that anymore either. No church signs coming into any town in America. Be aware of that. Um, just crazy. Express, uh, Christian church destroyed as Chinese police drag worshipers into the street and beat them. Something you mentioned right before you left. And uh, as I said, it's about a month old there. Um, from China Aid, further denials of water, electricity for house churches in Wenzhou. From uh, Christian Post, ISIS kills two Chinese missionaries accused of violating visa rules in Pakistan by sharing the gospel. Okay, Daily Caller. This is in Alberta, Canada. Christian school told they cannot teach offensive scripture. Which scripture? 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. And I will tell you that if I never read that verse, I never would have come to Christ probably because that's the verse that converted me. So I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to read it to you. This, they do not want this verse. You can imagine what it's about. But uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 9, do, not, uh, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? So you can't say that anymore. All right, do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. No longer allowed in Canada. Okay, let's see, from um, Christian Times, Christian organizations labeled hate groups on top charity site. So you're a hate group if you're a Christian organization now. From Fox ABC, NBC under fire after smearing Christian organizations as a hate group. They saw that article, they passed it on. Okay, Fox News again. Underground church movement grows in Iran despite regime's efforts. Same thing happening in Iran that's happening in North Korea. The church in America is dying out. The church in persecuted areas is growing. From Mission News Network. Biblica, this is my favorite article of the day, folks. Biblica finishes the Kurdish Bible translation. After 28 years, the Kurds have an accurate contemporary translation of the entire Bible. Thank you. Thank you for your dedicated efforts of doing that for people that didn't have the Word of God in their own language. BBC, Vatican outlaws gluten-free bread for Holy Communion. So if you... You uh, are gluten, whatever you call it, then don't take the communion there, okay, folks? LifeSite is teaching, you know, Catholicism teaches um, transubstantiation. Don't want to get into a long talk about this, but transubstantiation means that the elements, they say, literally become the body and blood of Christ. You are eating his body, you are drinking his blood, literally. That's what transubstantiation means. It is a re-sacrifice of Christ, in other words. Um, you've got other views on that. You've got the um, Lutheran view, which is called consubstantiation. Consubstantiation is like if you have metal and you put it in fire, Christ is in the metal, like fire is, I'm sorry, is, uh, yeah, like fire is in the metal. Christ is in the elements, like fire is in the metal. Okay, 
what he did there, he just simply didn't want to be burned at the stake as a heretic, so he kind of made up something. He knew transubstantiation was wrong, but he came up with something a little lighter. You've got the um, Calvinist view, which says that Christ is spiritually present when you take the elements, okay? Anytime you take the elements, Christ is spiritually present with you. What's the matter with Calvinism? He's spiritually present with us always anyway, right? When we go and pray, go into your your little closet and pray, he's there with you. That's incorrect. The final one that I will give you, there are other views, is the correct one. It's Zwingali. It's hard to pronounce this guy's name. Anyway, it's um, saying that Christ is... Um, uh, symbolically present in the elements. And how do we know that's correct? Jesus held up the bread and he said, this is my body, right? It wasn't his body. It's symbolic of what he did. And Paul re-explains that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. So every single week when we take communion, and if you don't take communion, you're at a home church or you don't go to church, join us online. And we take communion every single week. And a lot of people around the world join us, people all over taking communion and he is symbolically present in those elements okay that is the correct view don't send me an email telling me why i'm wrong it's correct jesus did not hold his body and say this is my body he was presenting something for us okay so there you go anyway just a quick little thing on um, the rights and wrongs of communion from life site um, is teaching christian morals child abuse this is Australia. Australia's leading gay activist claims that a booklet defending natural marriage by the Australian Catholic Bishops' Conference clearly breaches an anti-discrimination act, and worse, it exposes vulnerable children to damaging messages. From the ACL, Australia once again, why priests and pastors will not be free if same-sex marriage is legislated. They're, it's coming soon to a, a church near you in Australia. They already have that in Sweden, as we've seen for a couple of updates. You can no longer preach if you don't support this agenda, etc. Australia will be in the same boat. In uh, From Mail Online, Supreme Court backs church in major religious rights case that will lift an outright ban on state funding. Churches can receive state funding in your face, ACLU and all those other people. Israel in the end times says Israel recognizes Christian Zionism as a strategic asset. Very similar to what Netanyahu said. We are a strategic asset to the nation of Israel. So good job, Christians that support Israel. From um, Pew Research, in the first months of Trump presidency, Christians account for a growing share of U.S. refugee arrivals. Month by month, Christians are coming in more and more. Good job, President Trump. From Christian Post, gay marriage support among white evangelicals has doubled, but 59% still oppose, Pew says. So it's very sad that people are so unclear thinking that instead of reading the word of God, they just listen to what's popular or they look at polls and they make their views about um, gay marriage and etc. From uh, Christian News, former longtime president of church planting organization, decides to live as a woman. So, yeah, don't trust anybody. I don't care I don't care who it is. Who the pastor or preacher or priest or whatever is, don't trust them. All right? They they you don't know people's hearts. All right? What you want to do is trust this word right here. And as long as things are properly aligned with that, that's where you put your hope. Okay? From uh, American Magazine, Dope Francis recognizes fourth path to sainthood. Wow. He is open. Does anybody know what constitutes a saint in the church? Believing Christ. Believing in Christ. That is it. Okay. That you are a saint if you are a saved believer in Jesus Christ. He has opened the way to declare as saints those who 
following in the footsteps and teachings of Jesus, freely choose to give their lives for others in situations that they know will lead to their certain death. Anybody know the problem with that? Yeah, the problem is that if you want to be a saint, you just go out and do something stupid and uh, go to a Muslim country. There was a guy that actually did this. He wanted to be martyred so badly that he went down. This is hundreds and hundreds of years ago, thousands maybe. Anyway, he wanted to be martyred, and he went down to Africa, and he'd stand in the middle of Muslims and get him irate by preaching about Jesus, and then they martyred him, and he thought that's his ticket to heaven. Your ticket to heaven is faith in Christ, right? Um, Crazy. Anyway, Christian Post, pastor receives feces and mail has his car keyed for opposing Facebook's rainbow flag emoji. You simply oppose something and the gay community marks you. And then the same guy a week later, Christian Post, pastor forced to move after receiving threats for opposing Facebook's rainbow flag emoji. So there you go. That's the uh, loving liberal left from Islam today. Times of Israel. Iran, Iraq, vowed to boost military ties. Neighbors agree to wide range of defense cooperation that includes fight against terrorism and extremism. Iran and Iraq are coming together. Okay, the I, I, Iraq was a part of what empire at the time of Daniel? Persian Empire. Th- Empire. Yes, thank you. So there you go. It could be that Iraq is not listed as coming against Israel, not because they stand with Israel during Gog Magog. It could be that it, we're looking back at what was the biblical model at the time of Daniel, that you have a Persian empire, which includes a lot of countries that will come against Israel. So it's something to keep in mind that they're making these alliances right now. Iraq and Iran signed deals aimed at boosting military cooperation. We threw away all of those American servicemen who went and subdued that nation, got the guy out. We had a great thing going, and against the will of all advisors, all of them, leave our troops there, keep the country stable. And, of course, he didn't. Our previous president, it devolved into chaos. Now we have ISIS, we have death, we have all because of the bad or chosen decisions of a person that was actually subjecting himself to Iranian authority. There's no doubt. We went through that one article about eight months ago that showed so clearly that he is paying jizya to the Iranian government through the life and blood of Americans. Anyway, we'll go on. Let's see here. Uh, Understanding the neighbors agreed on a wide range of military and defensive cooperation, including the fight against terrorism and extremism. What a joke that is. Uh, The Iraqi minister acknowledged Iran's help in the fight against ISIS and also stressed the importance of unity. Iraq's Kurdistan region has announced it will hold an independence referendum in September. This is really big here, folks. We will not let any political side disintegrate Iraq. Secessionist approaches can become a platform to prepare the ground for insecurity and instability. Iran has its own Kurdish population along its borders with Iraq and Turkey and does not want to see Iraq's Kurdish region become an independent state. That will cut into their Shiite crescent and it will cause many, many problems if they allow an independent Kurdish state. My guess is, and this is speculation, it's not a prophecy or anything, but my guess is that the Kurds are going to face a lot of death in the upcoming months, a lot. We're going to see a lot of that, but we'll just see where it goes. From Mail Online, they aren't that smart. ISIS had the perfect ingredient to build a huge, dirty bomb under their noses in Mosul and had no idea. Thank goodness for this. ISIS terrorists failed to discover two caches of cobalt machines in Mosul. 
Iraqi forces found Cobalt-60 machines had not been used after taking back the city. It is used to kill cancer cells when it is contained within the heavy shielding of a radiotherapy machine. However, in ISIS hands, Cobalt could have been used to create a dirty bomb, something they are always worried about. Always, uh, somebody stole one of these things down in Mexico a while ago, and they were—they knew. They said, "We have got to get this back because if it gets into the wrong hands, it's going to become a dirty bomb." Well, the people that stole it died of radiation, so it didn't matter. But uh, they did get this stuff contained. But this is this is something that could kill many, many people very cheaply and very easily. So we're very thankful that that did not happen. From Yahoo, defiant Erdogan attacks EU, backs restoring the death penalty. The only reason why I'm including this is because two weeks ago, Mongolia got rid of its death penalty. He is now trying to reinstate it. Why is it important? Because he has been trying to get into the EU forever. He's part of NATO, right? We've got bases in Turkey. And he now sees that is not going to happen. He is swinging his allegiances to Iran. He's swinging his allegiances to Russia, okay? And one of the ways to stick it in their face is to say, we're reinstating the death penalty because EU are a bunch of liberals and they will not execute people that murder other people. So we have um, President Tayyip Erdogan on Sunday defiantly stepped up his attacks on the European Union, saying Turkey had to go its own way and vowing to bring back the death penalty if Parliament passed it. One thing that's bad about that is he had an attempted coup recently. He's been jailing people for over a year now from that coup, and he will take off lots of heads if he gets this power. So it's going to be a bloodbath in Turkey, but it's something he is sticking in the face of EU at this point. From the Free Beacon, State Department blames Israel, State, a U.S. State Department blames Israel for terrorism, claims Fakistinians rarely incite Attacks. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to read it. It's a little long, but it's, it's just typical. The State Department, in its latest annual global report on global terrorism situation, blames Israeli security policies for stalling the peace process and claims that the Fakistinians rarely incite terror attacks. Representative uh, Republican Guy Roscom, co-chair of the House Republicans Israel Caucus, which I didn't know we had an Israel Caucus. We do. He criticized the latest report in a letter to Secretary of State Tillerson and called on the admin to immediately amend it to portray Fakistinian terror attacks as a primary reason for the impasse in peace talks. The State Department's current characterization, Roscom claims, is harmful to Israel and likely to impede efforts by the Trump administration to renew peace talks, something that I think we shouldn't be doing anyway. But regardless of that, the State Department, he says, includes multiple findings that are both inaccurate, of course, and harmful to combating Fakistinian terrorism. This report wrongly insinuates Israeli security measures on the Temple Mount and a stalled peace process as key forces behind terrorism. Most egregiously, Roscom adds, it portrays the Fakistinian Authority as innocent peacemakers, far removed from being the source of terrorist activity. The State Department characterizes Fakistinian calls for terrorism and violence against Israel as rare, stating explicit calls for violence against Israelis, direct exhortations against Jews, and categorical denials by the Fakistinian Authority of the possibility of peace with Israel are rare. They do it every single day. There's not a day that has gone by in the past 200 updates that I've done where I've not read an article where they are inciting anger against Israel, teaching their children to kill Jews, on and on. Not one single day have I not seen one of these articles 
I'm not saying that 100%, but it, it, it is daily. It is just constant that I see these. Okay, this assertion is demonstrably false. The Fakistinian Authority does not only tolerate terrorist attacks against Israelis, but it also incites it, rewards it, and memorializes those who carry out these horrific attacks. I have, I have done that countless times for you to see the truth of this matter. Why is this article important? Because it shows you that we have a very, very unfriendly State Department working for our president. They are all liberal. I've said this before. I was assigned to the U.S. Embassy in Malaysia. They are a bunch of liberals in the State Department, all the way down to the embassy level. They do not have the best interests of the United States in mind most of the time. There are good people in the Foreign Service. There are good people that are doing the government's job in some of the jobs in embassies around the world. But for the most part, it is a very liberal arm of our government, and our president is not going to get help from these people. Regional organizations monitoring the situation routinely cite the Fakistinian Authority and its senior officials as calling for violence against Israel and glorifying past terror attacks. Fakistinian TV programs also promote violence against Israel and Jews, with some aimed at children promoting hatred of the Jewish state. The Fakistinian government also uses U.S. taxpayer aid to pay salaries to one-time terrorists who are imprisoned in Israel. This issue has become a particular sticking point in peace talks with Israel, and Congress is currently considering legislation that could cut all aid to the Fakistinian Authority until it formally ends this terror payment policy. I hope they do it. I don't trust our, our Republican Congress as far as you could throw this pulpit. Some, this is really heavy. Come and try to pick it up. As far as you can throw it, that's how far I trust our Republican Congress, especially after this past week. I, John McCain, you know, that guy is out there running, running in 2016 for his re-election campaign. I am going to stop Obamacare. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And what did he do this week? He stabbed his party right in the back. He all stabbed it, He stabbed all of us in the back, the whole nation. Anyway, I don't trust him. Uh, most of them need to go. We've got a few decent people up there, but uh, they're far better than the left. Don't get me wrong, but they are not doing their job, and they need to be called on to the floor because of it. In late 2015, during a uh, massive wave of Fakistinian terror, attackers carried out 181 stabbing attacks on Israelis. But that doesn't matter because they're Jews. 181 and they say there's no problem. 159 shootings, 60 vehicular ramming attacks, which killed more than 50 Israelis and injured nearly 1,000. And our State Department says that's no problem at all. From Breitbart, 86% of recently tested underage migrants in Sweden are actually adults. Yes, 86%. All right, Mongolia Weekly. Let's see here from the Seattle Times. EU plans delegation in Mongolian capital to enhance ties. My recommendation is don't do it, but they're, they're probably going to do it. The EU plans to open a delegation in Mongolia this year in a move that will expand its relationship with the resource-rich country wedged between China and Russia. The decision to have the presence in the capital marks a milestone in European-Mongolian relations and will help enhance political dialogue and cooperation between Europe and Mongolia. High Representative Frederica Mogherini said Mongolia has an important role in a complex region with a unique geostrategic position. 
The landlocked country of three million people boasts vast mineral wealth. That's why they want to get in there, but have struggled in recent years to court foreign investment due to plunging commodity prices and high-profile disputes between the government and large investors such as the mining giant Rio Tinto. So we'll see where that goes, but the EU wants the same thing the rest of the world wants from Mongolia. They want their resources, and they don't care about the people there. From Daniel 12 Technology. Mail Online, China builds one of the world's largest, very interesting, hack-proof quantum computer networks in an effort to create a web that is 100% secure. The project in Jinan is aimed at protecting state secrets from prying eyes. Data sent down fiber optic cables will be protected using quantum encryption. Around 200 users can send messages across a 125-mile-long network. Particles of light are distorted or destroyed if anyone tries to tamper with them. This means that the network is secure and will alert users to any attacks. This will become the standard very quickly. They're getting it to work. It'll be pretty soon. It will be very, very hard to, uh, to do what WikiLeaks and all these other people are doing right now. It'd be almost impossible. U.S. The government, in other words, will have complete control over everything, and people will not be able to get in there and expose the wickedness of the government. USA Today, Wisconsin company, every single paper in the planet put it out this week. Everybody that I know sent me this article. Every prophecy update in the world has got this article. I'm reading it to you anyway in case there's one person in here that didn't hear it because it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin company to install rice-sized microchips in employees. Three Square Market, a company that provides technology for break room or micro markets, has over 50 employees who plan to have the devices implanted. The tiny chip, which uses RFID technology, can be implanted between the thumb and the forefinger within seconds. The company, which is based in River Falls, Wisconsin, envisions the rice-sized microchip allowing employees to easily pay for items, keep thinking of the end times in the one world economic system, access the building and their computers all with the scan of the hand. We foresee the use of RFID technology to drive everything from making purchases in our break room, market, opening doors, use of copy machines, logging onto our office computers, unlocking phones, sharing business cards, storing medical health information, and used as a payment at other RFID terminals. End time stuff there. Okay, eventually this technology, this is a quote, will become standardized, allowing you to use this as your passport, public transit, all purchasing opportunities. And without it, you can't do any of those. Exactly what the Bible says is coming. They actually had a cute term for it. They call it a chipping party. Go in there and have So people get excited about it. Yay, I'm getting chipped today. Uh, dips and chips. You probably have some chips with it to help the party along, right? Uh, okay, from Find Biometrics. New tech brings live facial recognition to police body cameras, something I reported on before. It is now coming true. Smart Viz Identifier enables live facial recognition against watch lists via smartphone camera streams. You got your smartphone and you're you're streaming the dog you're shooting or whatever and it will well no, I saw that this week. A cop had to shoot a dog that was attacking. That's why it came to mind. Anyway, um whatever is going on, if it is a person, they can live stream and identify them now in the big database that's out there. So um brings that concept to digital barriers, body-worn cameras aimed at police and security applications. The company also says it will license the tech to other camera and device makers. The deployment of SmartViz could prove to be a more delicate matter of privacy as other rights advocates 
push back against increasing police use of biometric identification technologies, but it's certainly going to find an interested market given the benefit it has to offer police agencies. Now, if you remember, it wasn't that long ago that Mission Impossible came out, and you know, I, I was watching it with my son one time. This is about eight or nine, ten years ago, whenever it first came out, and um, this guy had this thing in his eye, and all you needed to do was blink it and point it at somebody, and it would tell who it was, and it went into a system that then would help the people back in the uh, the spook house. They could do do toot and they'd say, well, this is this guy. This is coming true right before our eyes, and that was, you know, fantasy world whenever that movie came out. So anyway, Revelation Plagues. From Fox News, Virginia Law, Virginia Law, Liberal government up there right now will give drug addicts clean needles. Okay, last week we had 13,000 in one month picked up in public parks. Now we'll have 30,000 because they don't have to reuse them. They don't have to buy them. Just give them needles, okay? Virginia will permit health departments to provide clean needles to drug addicts in order to help decrease the spread of disease. Well, when they throw it down and the little girl puts it in her mouth like a thermometer, it doesn't solve anything. What they need to do then is give them a little baggie to put their needle into and then give them a, a place where they take the baggie and drop it. You know, it, it just becomes insane. It's crazy. All right, anything that liberals do, bad. Okay, liberal bad. Okay, the uh, Atlantic. How the Democratic Republic of the Congo beat Ebola in 42 days. Now, how do you think they did it? I'm going to read this. I'm going to ask you how they did it. The latest outbreak was swiftly contained by a fast, decisive response, acting as a model for containing infectious diseases in remote places. Okay? You know how they did it? They didn't have our president sending them billions of dollars to, you know, wealth distribution, sending the money over there. They let it fester because they were getting our money. And once they realized they weren't getting it anymore, they took care of the problem. That's how it happened. From TRT World, dengue outbreak kills at least 300 in Sri Lanka. Hospitals in Sri Lanka are overwhelmed as the government struggles to control the virus, which can develop into a deadly hemorrhagic fever. Now, just so you know, dengue fever is known as break bone disease because it feels like your bones are being broken when you have it. You're in such pain. Now, 300 people died of this, and more are going all the time. It's a very bad way to go. From Mail Online, a supermarket shopping trolley, or in America we say a cart, okay? Supermarket shopping cart has 361 times more bacteria than a toilet door knob. Okay, remember that when you go to Publix from now on out. 361 times more bacteria than a toilet door knob. 75% of carts contained harmful gram-negative bacteria. Lab tests revealed linked to range of illnesses including E. coli, salmonella, pneumonia, and STIs. Trolleys or carts in traditional grocery stores were the dirtiest, then budget and superstores. So your traditional store that you go shopping at, you're in bad shape if you're grabbing that cart handle. The only thing worse, sign-in pen at the doctor's The sign-in pen at the doctor's office is the, you, you are signing death when you pick that up. That's what's happening. From Morality Today, from Zero Hedge, UC Berkeley adds laser hair removal to student health plan. 
Yes, UC Berkeley, the college over there, UC Berkeley adds laser hair removal to college health plan. Okay, imagine you're in California and you're paying for this type of stuff. The University of California, Berkeley, will soon add laser hair removal and fertility preservation to the list of transgender student services covered by its student health insurance plan. Your money, hard at work if you're in California. Weekly standard, Planned Parenthood to Toddlers. Your genitals don't make you a boy or a girl. This is what they're teaching in Planned Parenthood right now. The new guidelines include lengthy discussions on gender identity for all ages and encourage adults to explain to preschoolers that one's private parts don't make you a boy or a girl. The organization's website includes recommendations, not just for preschoolers, but gives pointers for talking to children of all ages about their bodies, gender identity, relationships, sexuality, and reproduction. The new guidelines are quite extensive, delving into each topic for each age group, far deeper than previous iterations, and break new ground, even for an organization known for progressive attitudes about sex and sexuality. And we cannot get the Republican Congress of this nation to defund that wicked place. Every person in here should be writing your your representative and saying, I demand that you vote for this. Everybody should. Get rid of this trash that we are funding with this nation and the funding of the Fakistanian people. We need to get that stuff out. We need to stop using our money for that. All right, from Christian Institute. Parents, this is in Wales. My real name is a Welsh name, so my heritage goes back to this. All right, parents would be criminalized by Welsh government smacking plan. Now, in America, we call it spanking. Over there, they call it smacking. Okay, here, smacking is wham. Okay, it's a little different, but... Think of spanking when I read smacking, okay? Plans to outlaw smacking in Wales would criminalize thousands of ordinary parents. Colin Harris, who practiced as a solicitor for 45 years, including around 30 years on the Law Society Children's Panel, spoke out against the plans. He said the relationship between a parent and their child is unique and comes with unique responsibilities. Politicians must not create a legal fiction by treating ordinary parental discipline as if it were a criminal assault. Remember, it's spanking. It's not hitting them in the head or something. I practiced criminal law for decades, criminalizing a smack, which is a spank, given in love and as necessary parental discipline cannot be justified, Harris added. I'd like to give you some verses so that you know that the Bible condones this. It doesn't just say you could do this. It says do it. Okay, Proverbs 13, 24, Proverbs 22, 15, Proverbs 23, 13, Proverbs 14, uh, I'm sorry, 23, 13, and 14, and Proverbs 29, 15. I'm just going to pick one of them right now, whichever comes first, and we're going to read about smacking or spanking or whatever you want to call it, depending on where you're at. Let's see here. I'm in Proverbs now, and we're just going to go 23, 13. I don't know which one it is, but 23, 13, do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Okay? We, we are responsible to keep our children on the straight and narrow path, right? The reason why they're coming up with these laws is because they hate God and they hate God's word. And the Lord says to do these things. He created us. He knows what's right for us. Next article. Mail online. Paddling. With a paddle, a real paddle is approved for misbehaving students in South Texas School District. Good job. Listen, when I was in Philippi Shores Elementary School and Brookside uh, Junior High School here in Sarasota, 
they had paddles. And our teacher drilled holes in it because he got better wind resistance. And you did not want to get hit by that. All right? This is, this is what Texas is doing because they still believe in the God of the Bible. Three Rivers uh, Independent School District in South Texas approved paddling to be used to punish misbehaving students. Good job. Corporal punishment in schools is legal in the state of Texas and 18 other states. Good job, 18 other states. From our other category, from CBN. California man incensed over girls' lemonade stand calls cops, does not get the response he had hoped for. One California dad was pleased when his daughter decided she'd try to take advantage of the summer sunshine and earn a few bucks. Richard LaRoche says his daughter got set up and was barely underway when a man showed up. The man just pulled up next to her, asked for a business license, and told her, I'm calling the police, and then got on the phone and began speaking as if he was talking to the police. LaRoche was understandably not pleased and took to Facebook. After posting, LaRoche said he and his daughter received nothing but support. So they set up to do another stand a day later. Good job, father. There was a fantastic turnout, including the police. The unidentified man threatened to be calling. It was a major success. She even ran out of cookies and had just enough lemonade to quench everyone's thirst. Next article, Breitbart. UK police find five-year-old girl 150 pounds for selling lemonade. Both in the same week, what a difference. A little girl's being, her whole life savings will have to go to pay this off because they're going to charge her interest, I'm sure. Andre Spicer said his five-year-old daughter was left in tears after local council officers find her 150 pounds. Just so you know, a pound is worth $10,000, so she's going to be in hot. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, okay? Anyway, it's about 200 bucks probably. Anyway, I think it's 196 or something like that. Anyway, 150 pounds for selling lemonade without a license near their home in London. Bad girl. Bad, bad girl. From Breitbart, adults with carry permits. I got my carry permit right over here. Carry permits are up 100 and 90%. Violent crime crime is down 18%. Good job, carry permit people. Let's see here from Reuters. Is this eight-hour sleep epic? This has nothing, nothing to do with prophecy, okay? Unless you just want to be bored into the next age whenever Christ comes, all right? Is this eight-hour sheep epic the dullest movie ever? It's an epic about sheep, and listen to this. An eight-hour slow-motion film with no actors... No dialogue, no narrative, and branded the dullest movie ever made by one of its own producers is looking for an audience that wants to count sheep, or at least watch them. It's called Ba Ba Land. It, it consists entirely of slow motion shots of sheep in a field. Ba Ba Land is the latest example of the niche genre called slow cinema, which is known for long takes and little or no dialogue or narrative. So my thought is get your tickets today, kids. And uh, actually what I would like everybody to do, instead of going to watch Ba Ba Land, okay, because it's going to be coming to a theater near you very soon, and it's eight hours long, I would ask you to instead stay home and read your Bible for eight hours. And you will learn something. You will be edified. You will built up, be built up, and you will read about all kinds of animals in the meantime, you'll read about lambs and sheep and donkeys and, and, and all kinds of camels. There's all kinds of animals that you can read about in the Bible, and you don't have to be bored to death, okay? Which one would you rather have 
uh, in your life at the moment when Jesus comes at the rapture? Sitting in Baba land, wasting your life, or reading the Bible? There you go. Weasel zippers. Um, IED. I don't know who else has heard this. Very few people that I know of have heard this, and this should be on the front page of every single newspaper in America last week when it happened. And I got two articles that I found on this subject and no more. IED found in 7-Eleven parking lot goes off in a truck. This is in Canada, setting four people on fire. Yes. In what, did anybody hear this? Okay, there you go. This should have made the national news everywhere. They want to hide this because they know who is behind it, even though they don't know yet who's behind it. They just don't want to, you know, in Winnipeg, two people are in critical condition after a bomb went off inside a pickup truck in Winnipeg on the weekend, setting ablaze the vehicle and four occupants. The police said a man 27 and a woman 20 are fighting for their lives in a hospital. A man 22 and a boy 17 were treated for serious injuries, including severe burns. The IED was in a bag inside the cab of the truck when it accidentally went off. Winnipeg Police Service Spokesman Construction Robert Carver said Tuesday. And I will tell you what, this is exactly why I take care of that strip mall every morning. And before I go to 7-Eleven, I put on my bomb suit to make sure that I don't get blown up, okay? All right, that's not true. Um, zero hedge, but I do take care of the 7-Eleven every day, and one of these days, I'm, maybe I'll get blown up, whatever. Um, let's see here. Zero hedge, broken, bleeding cash. <laughs> it's so sad. Democrat National Committee ends June $3.3 million in debt. Good job. Yay, yay, yay. Now, I got a less Rick for the week for you here, and rather than me read it to you, I thought I'd have less read it to you because he's here in Sarasota. So here you go. Right there. Oh, okay. Wow, how exciting. <laughs> Way to keep the seat warm. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say for fairness that my wife and I collaborate sometimes, and this is like a 90% Kathy Rick. So uh, the cobalt was ready to use, and ISIS had nothing to lose. They did not make a bomb that killed dad, child, or mom. Give cheer for such wonderful news. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Les. Thank, Thank you, you Charles. Yeah, our brother's in town this week, and uh, so I met him last year. He came into church, and we got to be good friends, and he's been sending Lesrick every week, and thank you for coming by today, brother. All right, got two ironies of the week for you, and then we're going to be done. Uh, from Israel, Hayom. All right, this is truly ironic. A Palestinian from the West Bank city of Kalkilia stabbed an Arab-Israeli bus driver in the central Israel city of Petah Tikva on Monday after mistaking him for a Jew. Yes, so there you go. It's not all fun and games when you stab one of your own, right? Mail online. Now, does everybody here... If you didn't see the movie, it's okay, but it was um, Dirty Dancing. It was years ago. Patrick Swayze, they're singing that song, I've had. And the girl runs up, and he picks her up, and she flies up above his head, and he swings around, okay? Right? I didn't see it. I actually had to watch the clip to make sure. But uh, here we go. Mail online. I've not had the time of my life. British couples bid to practice dirty dancing lift ahead of their wedding ends with both of them in the ER. Ooh. So such is the world we live in. And so from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia and Port of Blythe, England, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.